but here's my point, okay? It's Division One football! And tonight, hey, it was BYOG, bring your own guts. And they brought some guts and some heart, and they never quit. I got more gray hair than I've ever had. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. I've been losing, so, I mean, it ain't been good. I told them, how about them fucking dogs? That's what I told them. We don't need no meows. We don't need no cats. We need more dogs. Come after me. I'm a man. I'm 40. And they run through our ass like shit through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop it. Could not stop him. Congratulations, Zach. Go Tigers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Week seven of Parlay Like a Champion podcast. The parlay is eight and seven in the last three weeks, a record that would only sit closely to Ed Orgeron's record of eight and eight since his national championship. This podcast has an upward trajectory. I think we have to turn it before we even recap the picks to Coach O himself to check in after getting the brakes beat off them by the Kentucky Wildcats. Coach Morning, Joe. come out here, get your sissy ass down here, you sissy blue. That sounds like Coach O's approach to every week, given how LSU has been playing as of late. Uh, but this podcast is back and we are ready to make amendments after two, two and three weeks coming off of a run of four and one after our victory in week three. Gentlemen, how are we feeling about the college football landscape and our picks going into this week? Saturday was an all-time day filled with bad beats, epic games. You name it, Saturday had it. I thought Saturday was awesome. It turned out to be appointment television. I was on the wrong side of just about every bad beat in my mind. Virginia Tech, Penn State, Texas, Ole Ole Miss, Miss, all of them bad beats that did not go my way great football games though yeah i gotta take i think that would maybe the greatest saturday of college football maybe ever ever i do Especially love from prisoner i love prisoner of the moment yeah yeah the, like that. you know that i mean every window had it like I starting with that say, noon game, every window starting with those that noon window we were texting about it and it was like what game are you talking about like there were yep. the, the texas and oklahoma and the old miss arkansas miss arkansas too it was like yeah. which one are you talking about i mean it was an incredible slate, and it'd be very stupid of me to not mention that the Minutemen of UMass did, in fact, cover. Again, I know. There it the, is. The Yukon Huskies. Yeah. Massachusetts reigned supreme in New England. That was one of my picks this past week, among others, that went horribly wrong from basically the jump. It was not on the right side with the Connecticut Huskies. Just not a good football program. We're done with UMass and UConn on this podcast. It was important to call out the toilet bowl considering all of the other amazing games because you're right. Every window was amazing. I think UConn plays Yale this week if we want to have a go, a, a go at that one. Nope. Dare we? Dare we. <laughs> done. It's over. Moratorium on Connecticut Huskies and UMass Minutemen talk. But I think we did, should call them UMass now. They've earned the right. They've got the victory. Um, this podcast, to recap last week, rolled out Oklahoma, Texas, under 63 and a half. Wow. That went, that went places. ECU. <laughs> can, I, can I address that? Can yeah, I please address in a moment, it? In, in a moment. I think you should. I think you should. He can address it. It's a really, I let really Jeff brave, brave person to put himself out there. Oklahoma, Texas, and say, you know what? I like the under. And then watches it basically doubles up. And I just want to say I was very brave. It went very wrong. Let's just move on. 
I think somebody, well, I, Rob, I think you and I were maybe in the midst of typing the same text when we yeah. saw the live yes. line. I was, was exactly 90, in this was 93 points in the yeah. second quarter. And they, it went over, right? Because we were like, it yes. was like, like 105. Because you're like thinking, you're like, wow, the over of this game 63. Like they just jumped on this early. It's got to come back to the mean somehow. 93. That's a lot of points. Yep. Did mean, you, uh, did you see the uh, Ole Miss Tennessee total this week is in the 80s? Yep. 82. So that means that means they're expecting Tennessee to score their fair amount of points, which which they will. They're one of the most mm -hmm. uh, up tempo teams in the country. And yep. as somebody Both who just them. watched their own team get beat down by them, that's going to be uh, a show. I think that game. Yeah. yeah. An under the radar firework game. Um, but yes, Oklahoma, Texas started out the day in a not so great spot. We then followed it up in the afternoon window with Western Michigan as an 11 point favorite losing outright to Ball State. And then Oregon State as a three and a half point favorite losing outright to Washington State. Both Espo and myself on those picks, not much to say for it, just bad picks. There's no braveness to it. There's no braveness in Oklahoma, Texas either, for the record. They're just bad picks across hey, hold, the board. Hold up. I said, I said Rattler would struggle. Did he not struggle? He actually got fucking benched. He did. So, I mean, he, just not only, not only did he get benched, it's time to start thinking about where he's playing football next season because he's, he's not going to start at Oklahoma ever again. His attitude is miserable. He's going to enter the transfer portal. And uh, or he'll go. I guess he can go to the NFL if someone wants him. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you got that part of the, the handicap correct. Um, I I got zero part of my handicap correct. Oregon State just regressed back to the mean of what their football program always is and always have been, and that's fucking terrible. Saturday was an all time bad day for me, college football wise. Um, sometimes you get up to bat and you swing at three straight pisses and you whiff on all of them. That's what Saturday was for me. That's all I'm going to say. I sat there this afternoon and thought, do I want to open this up with an ode to Ed Ordron's funeral um, and relate it to our record the last couple of weeks? Or do I want to talk about Spencer Rattler getting benched? And I chose the former, but the latter was certainly one of the other storylines this week. Um, I agree with you. Spencer Rattler is probably going to try to make a run at the NFL next year because he's got all those endorsement deals and I'm sure he wants to start cashing some more checks, but that guy's not anywhere near a first round draft pick anymore, maybe second or third, but you NFL guys would know more than I would. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move on from the losers and talk about minor Ross pick. Cause Oh, that sounds like a good idea, Mark. There's, there's no, positive, there's, positive there's no I in team, but there's a me. There is yeah. two and two and three this week. So Mark ECU plus 10 you against UCF. Congratulations on your winner. Thank you. Easy cover. ECU plays tight games. Almost, almost had an outright win. Um, UCF ends up pulling it out at the end, but that cover was never in doubt. Uh, not as, uh, not as much of a laugher as Roth's pick though. So hats off to him for having the pick of the week in the group. Yeah. The undertaker goes four and oh, four straight unders prop your moment. Yeah. Thank you. Um, that was so easy. I think it felt like the, maybe the bookie made a typo on there and then people just laid bets on it and then and they won without them noticing it was such an off the radar game you got to um, feel good when you hit an under and the game goes to overtime yeah, yeah that you hit the under by point. 30 points great and it point. went to overtime <laughs> that would have been scary that they got the new rules i guess now with the overtime yeah, games was games a third right i wasn't that worried about now. it right you have to like, go for two starting in double overtime now right and the third overtime it's just 
two point conversion, two point conversion, two point conversion, starting with the third. So like, right. I knew, you know, we were fine. Wow. I didn't actually know that that third overtime was that now. Yep. Were you watching this game live? Me? Yeah. Personally. It it was not on. It was on Facebook. uh, (laughs) It was. How many eyeballs? So brave taking an under you can't even watch. I mean, it's. (laughs) Those are the unders you take. I enjoy it. You know, it's a hobby. Yeah. Congrats to you and Mark. Uh, Rob is now in the clubhouse or is in the clubhouse as the leader with a five and one record this season. Mark is on his heels at four and two. Um, and this podcast is going to regroup because that's what we do. And we've, we've had, we've had a couple rough stretches in past seasons and we've righted the ship. And I think we're on to week seven. I think at this point, this is as like probably coach O's doing this week. He's burning the tape. He's telling the boys, turn the focus to the next game. So let's be that group. Let's turn the focus to week seven. I think it's only right that we just jump right into this with Matt Ropp and his A-pick, considering he's five and one. Okay, I'll go. Going to try to keep this rolling. We're going on under again, and uh, I'm going to go UNLV, Utah State, under 61.5. Does that jump off to anybody like a high scoring game? I wouldn't know which way it jumped, to be honest with you. I don't jump it for you. I I like it a lot because um, a few weeks ago we were on the uh, Utah State Boise State. Yeah. And it just feels like teams out in that time zone have a hard time finding the end zone. Yeah. So, I mean, you're the undertaker, man. What is there to say? So I'm going under 61 and a half. Feels like a lot of points. UNLV is actually 0-5, but they are pretty hungry for a win. Last time out, they're off a bye. Last time out, they played UTSA close, lost by seven. Um, but the main reason I'm doing this is at home, they're going to try and keep it close. They're going to have to play their brand of football, and they're actually 126 out of 130 in plays per game. So they got they, they slow it down. They're slow. They're not a tempo team. They play slow. They're 0-5. They're off a bye. They're still trying to win games. Um, Utah State and UNLV, three of the four of their games have both gone under. So I'm feeling pretty good about this one going under. Not a whole lot to this. When I saw it, didn't seem to me like much of a shootout. So we're just going to try and stay hot, stay rolling under UNLV and uh, Utah State, 61 and a half. How dare anyone challenge the undertaker? I think yeah, we're all in agreement right. that if you've got an under for us, we will follow you blindly into Thank the you. abyss. You guys should. It, did anybody lay that on their personal accounts last week? I, I did. I, I did, did too. I, I was did. I did not. It just felt like one of those ones. So, that, you know, I heard about bus rides and, and there was a lot of time and travel and yeah, it made sense. Okay. So I had, we've got a couple, couple of you guys, you know, we're turning you guys into, you know, into converters want- for, for unders that is. I wouldn't say I'm an under guy. I'm not an under guy, but I'll follow you with the heater you're on with unders. I know I like, I trust your handicaps and you obviously have a feel for these types of bets. Yeah. So I'm in it's a, it's a set it and forget it type of thing. Love it. Right. Okay. I'm a, I'm also not an under guy, but I'm a massive parlay, like a champion guy. And so every single parlay pick that everyone puts in every single week, I also am laying that individually. Um, just, I mean, love that. I'm, I'm a big culture guy, never the most yeah. athletic, but big for a locker room and the culture. And that's what I'm here for. I'm pretty sure Matt Rob said 
and Matt, I think I even just on quick math, if you've placed a hundred dollars on each bet this year, you're up over a thousand dollars. Yep. If yep. you follow so every pick congrats. on this part, right. That, that's a good strategy, man. I, yeah, I think it's like two pieces of pizza in New York. Um, it's awesome. Like, uh-huh. there's, a, there's a reason the parlay pays 20 to one. Yeah. Right. And if you're following these picks from an individual pick perspective, in addition to the parlay, you're going to make out just fine over the course of the season. Yeah. What missed agree. the cut? What missed the so, cut for you, Rob? Um, the first bet I laid this week that came out, uh, going to be more on this from someone else later. So I'll save the thunder for him. But I've got uh, Alabama minus 17 at Mississippi State. When it came out, I mean, it might be square, but uh, you don't really lose money betting against Saban. And I don't know how often you lose money betting against Saban coming after coming off of a loss. Jeff, I'll tap so, in if you like. Well, I was going to say, I would usually get to Mark, but I think this is a perfect segue. Bechtel, take the mic. Yes. Um, you know, I mean, we, we've kind of been on this. I, the Oregon pick, not good. Um, they should have lost. They should have won that game. They shouldn't have lost outright, but terrible handicap. Um, Texas, Oklahoma, ter- terrible handicap. But you know what? There's certain things in life that are just, you know, they're constant, you know, death, taxes, and Alabama. Um, so story time. Last time Alabama lost during the regular season was November 9th, 2019 is number two. First, anybody know? Throw it Tell out me. there. Number one, LSU in Tuscaloosa. They lost 41-46. The next week, guess where they went? They went to where they're going this week. Exactly. They went to Mid-State and beat the bricks off them. Uh, 38-7 to spread was 19.5. Last time before that, they lost in the regular season. Bama lost to Auburn 14-26 at the end of the season. Their next game would be the Sugar Bowl against Clemson, which they dominated 24-6. Spread was three and a half. Um, they did have a loss off a regular season. Uh, uh, they did, Sorry, they did have an against-the-spread loss during the regular season after a loss, and that was um, UNL or U- Louisiana Monroe, which the line was 37. They, they won at home 34-0. Spread was 37, so they missed by three points. And, you know, if you look at it, basically two of the last three times Bama's lost a game in the regular season, they've covered their next game by an average of, you know, seven, you know, basically a tuck. So, you know, you you bet on saving off a loss. It's just, I don't really think you have to explain it really more than that. Alabama is much better at football than Mississippi State. You can go into all the specifics, but, you know, it's, they should come out to kill them. Literally turn the lights off in Starksville. Yeah, Matt, I like it because what you've lost the last two, the time before that you tied. So you're on a bit of a drought here. Yeah. What a better slump buster than Nick Saban in Alabama, right? I pissed off you. Nick Saban. Right. He All else fails. You can't, you can't hit water falling out of a boat. Just take Bama. See what happens. Exactly. <laughs> put nicely. Put very nicely there, Rob. And Matt, for you, who just missed the cut this week? You know, actually, I really like my B pick. Um, looking at this. I'm definitely going to be betting it individually, but um, Air Force plus four and a half at Boise State. Um, so Air Force right now has the best rushing attack in all of college football. Boise State State is right, ranked uh, 96th in the country in rush defense. Um, they just came off beating BYU, which I know is not like a total rival for them, but within that area code, you know, or you know that that general area region of the country, they definitely are a rival. I would say. Um, Air Force is ranked 11th in the country in total defense. Boise State is 89th. 
Um, so it's just, it's one of those types of games where, you know, Boise wasn't supposed to beat BYU. They just had a big win. Now they get Air Force. They're just going to run it 60 times down their throat. I mean, it's going to be a really physical game. You're going to have to tap, you know, it's the type of game where you're going to have to make a tackle on the end of every single fucking play, which is going to really wear you out. And I also think that plays into the under a little bit as well, but I love having four and a half. I feel like that's a good number for Air Force. I think I'm telling you this week on that too. I like the handicap and I, I also like betting against teams coming off of a big game. Yeah. It's a, a team with poor rush defense. It's going to have to tackle 60 times. Like, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound like the recipe for success in that one. Getting points, love it. Um, we skipped over you, Mark, not because you didn't deserve the microphone neck, but because Matt, as is the case when the other person on the podcast name is Matt, segued us so beautifully. So Mark, your turn rightfully owed the next pick on the pod. Yeah, I love a good segue. I'm okay with it. My A pick this week, the thing that jumped out to me immediately when looking at the board, Fresno State, minus three at Wyoming. These two teams have one common opponent. That's those UConn Huskies we like to talk about. Fresno beat UConn 45-0. Wyoming beat UConn 24-22. Gross. Fresno lost by seven at Oregon. Pretty good loss, if I do say so myself. And then they beat UCLA on the road. Two Pac-12 teams, really tough tests. Fresno State, third in the country in passing at 396 per game. That is a ton. On the other side, Wyoming is 111th in the country in passing. They're 62nd in rushing. Their, their passing and rushing totals are almost identical, but Fresno is 50th in rush defense, so Wyoming will have to pass the ball at some point. I'm not so sure they're going to be able to. Fresno State is off a bye. Everything about this game screams Fresno State. I'm not a huge road favorite guy, just in my own ben- betting tendencies. But this one just screams at me. And I love Fresno State minus three this week. Huge fan. We were I, I texted this to you, well, to the whole group ahead of time. I wanted that pick. And I'm very happy that you got in the pod and or got in the uh, dock and got it on the pod because I will be joining you on that bet as well this week. Yeah, man. I love it. Um, just missed the cut. Huge game in the SEC this week. Kentucky at Georgia. I love Kentucky getting 22 and a half. Mark Stoops making a really strong case, if not the outright leader right now for coach of the year. I, I don't know if you guys want to give your thoughts, but Kentucky, you can't say they've played teams close and lost because they're undefeated, but they do hang around every game. They're 18th in the country in total defense. They're the 17th least penalized team in the country. Stoops knows what he's doing. Georgia's offense isn't elite. Okay, they do have an elite team. Let's not get it twisted. But JT Daniels, uh, whoever's playing quarterback for them, they're just not an elite offense. So I think this could be a defensive game. Kentucky already has really impressive wins on their resume, LSU, Florida, et cetera. I just think this is going to be one of those 330. Maybe Kentucky has a chance to win outright late. Uh, Georgia ends up winning by 7, 10, 13 points, but uh, plus 22 and a half feels like stealing to me. I have this fear that that game is Arkansas-Georgia all over again. 
where it's like, how could I not take Kentucky? And then they yeah. get the breaks beat off them by Georgia's I, defense. And then it's 35 just, nothing, and they can't yes, get in. Exactly. The biggest, the biggest uh, difference, scares. and I hear you guys, the biggest difference to me is Mark Stoops versus Sam Pittman. I just think a Mark Stoops coach team is not going to be Oh, whoa, whoa. That's a lot of shade thrown at Pittman. He's I was going to say, I like Pittman. I like Pittman. I like like left a freaking Mark doesn't like him because he was at Georgia. That's what's No, 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 no. I've got no problem with Sam Pittman. Being second second in a two-man competition doesn't mean, like, number two is awful. I just think Mark Stoops is a freight train rolling on right now, and he's going to have the boys ready to go. And getting more than three touchdowns in the game of the SEC game of the week, I love it. I uh, I think it's the right side to be on. My only concern is that Kentucky is undefeated despite the play of their quarterback Will Levis. And oh, I think what Georgia, a transition! I, I think Georgia is gonna just put them in a box. They're essentially gonna say, "Okay, you have to beat us throwing the ball." And I can tell you firsthand, he's not good enough to do that. Um, so I mean, it's the right side to be on, but I think the Kentucky freight train, uh, gets blown off the tracks this week. That's my B pick. You don't have to tail it. It's my B pick, (laughs) but I do love it. Your A pick. I already laid your B pick is it's like, I I love one. I hate the other, but that's okay. Good luck to you, sir. I mean, this, you guys are professional podcasters. How, how perfect is it that Mark talks about Will Levis? And then we get to transition to our resident Penn Stater, who Sean Clifford, and he is not happy, but Sean Clifford goes down to Quan Roberson comes in, Penn State loses. And I bet you, Josh, all you could think about all weekend was Will Levis. Um, honestly, I, it, it didn't, uh, I just I don't have a lot of like fight in me to talk about it. Like it just sucks because we were fucking blowing them out. It was not even close. It was superiority in every part of the game. Clifford got hurt. I'm more upset that our backup quarterback couldn't snap the ball without false starts happening. I think that's more of an indictment on the coaching staff than Will Levis wanting to go start at an SEC school. Um, if he wanted to start, he wasn't going to do it at Penn State. I think Sean Clifford has proven that he's been very good this year. Um, but, yeah, basically, I was at a funeral. Um, I mean, a wedding. I mean, a funeral uh, on Saturday. <laughs> and uh, I was rocking my Navy tux. I thought the mojo was going to be good. Bus leaves for the for the wedding, and uh, Sean Clifford separates his shoulder. Uh, so, yeah, I, it, it was one of the darkest moments for Penn State football for me. In a really, really long time, Josh. They literally, they couldn't snap the ball. Like, right, Daquan. Daquan, like, is he on scholarship or what? Like, is yes. he? He's on, the, the he's center. On, didn't know what he was doing. It was like a completely new, brand a, new team. It was, it was wild. A, it was. It was a meltdown. I think that um, probably a top five hardest environment to be thrown into. But yeah, they couldn't do what a JV middle school football team should be able to do. Um, does that guy run? Is he a dual threat? That was his calling card, I thought. Yeah, so what's why did he have like more planned runs? He kept dropping back, and it's like this guy, yeah, I didn't know that back foot, like you're in a headlight. I didn't understand that from your kitsch. Like, we had a we had a drive where Taquan was like he could run, he was getting chunks, and then 
because he was getting chunks, they had to sag off the receivers who were more superior at like better athletes than Iowa. I don't know. It'll haunt me for a long time. The good news is in theory, they have everything in front of them. Now they have to go through the gauntlet of at Ohio state, Michigan at home at Michigan state. So will they do it? I don't know. Can they do it? Yes, they can. They're good enough. Um, but it sucks. It really fucking sucks. I, the only other thing I wanted to say about this is I thought that that was because of the Will Levis piece was sort of the world of college football now, right? Because any backup quarterback with a pulse is not staying behind a Sean Clifford. They're going somewhere else because they have the ability to do so. And it, it zaps a lot of teams because if you have a QB go down, no other quarterback, I mean, unless you're Oklahoma and you got Caleb Williams, who's a true freshman, but that doesn't happen. That doesn't yeah, happen. I, I'm so team. glad you said that because like so many cynical Penn State fans of my friends were like, I can't believe like, like take like our backup couldn't like do it like a good job. It's like, guys, like there are maybe four or five programs in the country where the starting quarterback goes down and the wheels don't fall off. Like literally, I bet you at Clemson, that doesn't happen. Like right. they don't even have a competent backup. Um, so that's just, that's how it goes. Like that's just college football. Now people transfer. That's why Spencer Rattler's not staying at Oklahoma. He's going to the NFL or he's going to go transfer somewhere else. Cause someone will give him a chance to play, but also, anyway. also underrated. It wasn't a night game, but it became a night game very quickly in the second half. And that's when yep. Iquan was in, in a night game environment at Kinnick, like night it, at Kinnick, man. I thought you guys dreams. It. Go, it's I where dreams really go to die. Well, what's, what's what it, dreams go to die, but <laughs> Sean won there two years ago at night. And so did trace two years before that. So Fucking fuck me, right? We should be fucking doing the country. Fucking right. Hey, why don't you give us a why don't you give us a winner? <laughs> All right. So um awful pick by me last week. Uh also my Penn State funeral. I am probably the the guy who handicaps the Big Ten the most on this podcast historically. I have not picked a Big Ten game all year. I'm gonna go back to my roots to try to revive myself here. Uh, I'm going to Bloomington, Indiana for a noon kick against the Michigan State Spartans. Beth Moen's probably going to be on the call. Going to be one of those really fucking boring, put your kid to sleep, Mark and Matt. That's that's uh, an apple picking game. I, if I ever <laughs> that's a mobile and, uh, game. I'm going to be taking Sparty minus four and a half at Indiana, and here's why. Um, Indiana just announced that their starting running back is now done for the year. He's having season-ending surgery. They're being super shady about Michael Penix. He's clearly not going to play. Um, their backup quarterback stinks. And when he was on the road at Penn State, uh, probably looked more anemic than Taquan Roberson, if you can believe that. Um, Sparty's also plus four in the turnover margin. I've seen a million noon games at Bloomington before. Um, in order to score as many points as you feel like you should, you have to turn the, turn the other team over there because for whatever reason, the offense does not click as well. Um, but that being said, Sparty's one and four against the spread this year. Indiana's one and four. Um, that's including having their starting quarterback for a couple of games. And Sparty dominates on the ground, 217 rushing yards a game. They're going to run all over Indiana. They're going to have ball control. Indiana hardly rushes for over 100 yards a game. I think Sparty print wins, probably wins by 11 or 12. Anyone else feel like the line is stinky? Like it feels like Michigan State should be a nine to 10 point favorite. Yeah, I, I thought the same. Uh, when I saw it, and then I thought it again when I saw Josh put it in the in the uh, the programming here. Yeah, that's but, a loser. Uh, I mean, Mi- Michigan State is. 
<laughs> Michigan State <laughs> is better. It's just a really stinky line. Feels like oh, Oregon State last week. The last time, oh yeah, and it also feels like Kansas State the week before. You guys literally every week are think think that I'm the loser. I'm four and two <laughs> on the year. I'm tied in second record here. Like I don't, you know. That's I, cool. I not, actually I laid it. I, I kind of I like the cap. Thanks I for think, the positivity, Bechtel. Yeah, I, I, I like the cap you. there. I mean, I I think Michigan State's one of those weird teams that they just they just keep winning. So. Might as well. I love the the fracture we have here on this podcast. I mean, I want the I I will gladly be wrong and the parlay wins. Yeah. What time's that game? Dude. That's a noon kick. If you listen to what I said well, during my football's handicap. over at three o'clock. Yeah. Love the support, Matt. <laughs> if you listen to my handicap, I said it was a noon game like three times. But oh, you yeah, have he was just waiting for you to finish so he could jump down your throat. Yeah, <laughs> he was just waiting for the last breath when he could just attack. That Gosh, pick. I'm rooting for it, man. I'm rooting for All it. Right. Anyways, um, as for the team that just missed the cut, uh, I'm going to be taking a home dog up in a place called Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts, where the Boston College Eagles are hosting the Wolfpack from Venti State under the lights during the Boston Marathon week as three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. This is what I like to call a gambling on intangibles game. Can we switch your pick? I I love this pick. BC is outgaining opponents, opponents 409 yards, Joe New, to 318 yards per game. BC has always been a gritty team. They should have been – they should have beaten Clemson a few weeks ago. Night games always bring out the juice. The entire podcast – Loves this pick, loves it, absolutely loves it. So I'm willing to make a deal with Mark and with Matt right now. (laughs) Let's go. I will take BC as my top pick for the parlay. If it doesn't hit, you each owe me free plays, $25 the following week. And if we win, we just continue living our lives. If we win, we continue living our lives. But, <laughs> but let's just root for all your picks, Josh. Okay, Josh. Well, maybe we should have. Do, and maybe Josh would person? have to issue an apology of some kind for thinking that Michigan State would be cover. At- I just think the last couple of weeks we've lost picks that are like teams that maybe aren't that good on the road laying points. And then we are you comparing? So is that you comparing Oregon State to Michigan State? Is that what well, you're? Well, I, I it started with me. It started with I didn't like Bechtel's Oregon pick. Oregon was number and, three in the country. Yeah, but are they now on the road? I don't know. I mean, hindsight, yeah, Captain Hindsight over here. I I hated the Oregon pick the whole time. You know, like whatever. But, uh, Josh, I don't want you to switch your pick because that would be worse than losing. Like, I'd rather say I told you so than you be like, fuck you. You made me change your pick. So Agreed. Your pick we're is rolling your pick. With, yeah, you we're need to stick with, with stick with We're allowed bat. to roast and we're allowed to disagree because I say it a million times. We lose, you know, at least 45% of the time. So, or you're wrong. So I, maybe I would be wrong on this pick, Josh, and, and let's let's go ahead and cash it. All right. Well, I'll pick, take the I'll take the free play next week. Thanks. Picks, picks you hate win all the time. So right. it's okay. That, that, yeah, it's I, how it goes. It's how it goes. Um, 
we'll all take it to round out this week. I'm going to stay in the Big Ten as well. And Espo talked a lot about the Iowa-Penn State game. I'm going to actually take the opponent this week. I'm taking Purdue plus, plus 11.5 at Iowa. And I realize that this line probably makes no sense. Iowa's second in the country now. Why would they be only laying 11.5 points to Purdue? I think this has a couple factors. The first, it's an emotional game. It's coming off of an emotional game for Iowa, a hard hitter with Penn State. Penn State's defense is great. That was an emotional game for Iowa. And I think this week, leading up to a bye, and then right after the bye, they play Wisconsin, their heads will not be in this game. I think they're going to be elsewhere. They've lost Riley Moss, their interceptions leader for a few weeks, one of the best DBs out there. I think Iowa's in a spot where they're like patting themselves on the back. Purdue brings in a good run defense. Iowa is number two in the country in early down rush rate. And they're horrendous in third down success because they can't throw the football. And Spencer Petras will not take this team into any level of playoff success. Like you cannot be a playoff team if Spencer Petras is your quarterback. And at this rate, I think Purdue can do enough to slow them down, uh, stay in the game. And they're coming off their own buy. So they're healthy. David Bell is back from concussion protocol. He's a weapon. Iowa loses one of their best DBs. Purdue loses to Minnesota, but outgains them by over 200 yards. Two weeks ago, I think they're going to be hungry. They're going to be ready to play. And I think they can give Iowa all they can handle. Uh, 2.30 central time, 3.30 Eastern. I think the Boilermakers, I think they make a run this weekend. And I think they make Iowa very uncomfortable. Yeah, I like it. The just missed the pick. I almost put this on there, but it's a Thursday night game. South Alabama minus three versus Georgia Southern. South Alabama is quietly putting together a very good season. They bring in a good rush defense. That's Georgia Southern's calling card. I think South Alabama at home lane three is a pretty easy cover for them. Even if Georgia Southern's running game gets going, they don't have anything to balance it. And out of South Alabama's team is a balanced attack, both passing and rushing. Um, they're incredibly efficient, both on offense and on defense. I think South Alabama, if you're looking to start the weekend off right, Thursday night, minus three, South Alabama against Georgia Southern. I'm, I'm laying this bet, Jeff. I, uh, I just like you pointed out my Fresno bet. I I had this circled. I just didn't want to uh, be the Thursday night man. Thursday this week. Ga- Thursday night games are tough. Yeah, man. Tough, it was tough. tough but spot. I I think South Alabama rolls too. Yes. Um, so I guess at this point, that's kind of the card. I don't know if you know. No real thoughts on the Purdue Iowa game. Is someone holding I, back? I over here. Give, give um, me the take. Give me the take. I'm just looking at like like opponents, um, and like we we know what Ohio State did to Purdue, um, or sorry, we know what Ohio State did to Minnesota. Purdue just played Minnesota kind of tight. I don't know. I mean, Iowa's D is just so suffocating. Like I I don't know how they're gonna really get it. Going. Um, Jeff, I I I would normally agree with you about like the whole they just came off a big win. Against the backup quarterback, uh, against a backup quarterback, and then rush the field as favorites. That's neither here nor there. Um, and then have a big game next week. But Iowa's the type of program where like that shit usually doesn't bother them. They're so fucking disciplined. Um, and Purdue's probably going to turn the ball over to them two or three times because that's what Purdue does, and that's what Iowa causes. So um, looks like uh, 
We got two Big Ten picks this week from the two Big Ten boys. So it's yeah, exciting. Yeah, I'll go, Jeff. I, I really like that pick, um, but I feel like I can't take a Big Ten game because it's kind of out of my realm and you guys can just sort of uh, talk more knowledgeably about it than me. But I did look at it. I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. One I also did look that was kind of interesting was uh, row the boat at home plus four against Nebraska. I was like, saw oh, that. That's pretty interesting. You know, that seems like a PJ Fleck special. That's, that's a day game, though, right, Rob? I would have loved that. At yeah, night. it's a noon. It's a noon Can, game. You got to imagine PJ Fleck is sitting in his office right now, not preparing for Nebraska, but just waiting to get the phone call for the USC job or the LSU job. Like that is what that man is living for right now. He wants to get out of Minnesota as fast as he can because even when he has his best seasons, they don't have the talent nor the pedigree to keep that thing rolling. So he needs to strike while the iron's hot. Probably, yeah. And he should have struck a few years ago when they won yep. 11 games and beat Auburn on New Year's Day. That's what. That's exactly what yeah. I was thinking. That's right. Well, we have some disagreement here, but as it is always the case, we're rooting for the parlay to hit. To recap, we've got Alabama minus 17 versus Mississippi State, Fresno State minus three at Wyoming, Michigan State minus four and a half at Indiana, UNLV, Utah State under 65 and a half. Did I get that right? Is that 61 and a half? 61 and a half. Uh, Alabama's actually at, it's minus 21 right now. Well, yep. <laughs> And we'll, so yeah, I'll round out that pick at the end and then Purdue plus 11 and a half at Iowa. That's the card this week, um, waiting for a few of the numbers to get posted to finalize, but that's what we're taking. Um, let's do a quick around the horn, Penn state, Michigan on a buy this week. So let's kick it over to the Hokies coming off a tough loss against Notre Dame. Who we got. I'm going to go with, uh, the under 58 and a half. Uh, all of Virginia Tech's quarterbacks got hurt at one point in that game, all three of them. Um, home team has won the last four matchups in this series. Strength of Virginia Tech is certainly not their offense. I do expect them to be in the game. Opened at a pick em, is now four and a half, and I actually saw a five. So everyone putting money on Pitt. I do think Tech keeps it reasonably close, and if they do, it's going to be low scoring. So I'm going to go under 58 for my alma mater pick. Love it. Let's kick it up to Mark, South Carolina, who we got this week. We got Vandy. We got a snooze oh, fest. Oh, what go. a game. What I mean, this is this rivals UMass UConn. Um, <laughs> That's atrocious. I I've got Carolina winning 24 to 6. My official play is under 51 and a half. That's all I have to say about this game. Thank you. It shouldn't be on television. Thank you for saving us the further breakdown. And then, of course, we have to kick it up to Bechtel. LSU, Coach O, what's happening this weekend? I'm going to ask you right now. You, you've probably read 10 articles about, like, who is the next coach of LSU? When is O getting fired? Yada, yada. Um, you know, perfect time to take the Tigers, right? No. Nah. Um, there's no heart. There's no hope. Um, <laughs> the coach is going to get fired in about two weeks. Um, it is what it is. It's just – sad because the guy is just so Cajun in Louisiana that like, I really thought, like I've said this for multiple years, especially when you think about his story with like becoming a coach and what it took for him to just, you know, sleep in his car, sleeping in locker room, sleeping in shitty dorms to, to just make it to this point, to be the coach of LSU football, win a national title. And now we're two years later, like guy's going to get shown the door, maybe halfway through the season. Um, but that being said, I think Emory Jones might do everything he can to like give this game to LSU somehow. It's at LSU. It's at night. I like the under 59. Um, I, I just think that 
the game plan hasn't been great for LSU. It's looked, it's flashed a little bit, like kind of the Joe Burrow offense where you see a couple of plays out of Max Johnson, then just like, it just kind of flashes out and they can't run the ball. They're one dimensional and Emory Jones turns the ball over. So I like the under 59, you, you probably lay the 10 and a half. Are we a, are we an under podcast now or what? A lot of unders this week. Man, I think, I think we're just sad fans. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> I, I really am. So funny. Virginia Tech watching that game, it's like they're going to find a way to lose this. As someone sure. with a ticket on the Virginia Tech and a pick on, I was very disappointed by that I mean, outcome. Good Lord. Notre Dame. Of course, I, of course, I talked myself into it by kickoff and was equally as disappointed. Anyway, how many of you took Michigan minus the points mm-hmm. on this podcast? I did, but I got three. I was so going to say, pushed. did you push? Okay. I pushed, yeah. Okay. I got a two and a half, actually. I mean, what a game that was. The Virginia Tech game was what a game that night went. Like, dude, un- unbelievable Saturday. While Alabama, Texas, and was going on in the background, shenanigans dude. everywhere. Unbelievable. Everywhere. Any other parting takes, gentlemen? Um, real quick, I'm going to be in Austin for Oklahoma State at Texas noon game. I think I got to ride with the boys in burnt orange just because it's a home game. Hook them. Yeah. Hook them. Like like what, what time's that? What time's that game? Noon. Noon. <laughs> Hold on a second. Also, let's just talk about the fact that Oklahoma State, they're ranked 12th in the country. They're on the road at what Texas is now 25th in the country. And Texas is favored by five and a half. Not two and a half, not three and a half, five and a half. So they're probably going to win by 14. Interesting line for sure. Interesting line. Josh, I hope you have a great time in Austin. No Penn State football this weekend. So you have plenty of time to rest and relax. Like you said, everything's in front of you. Yeah. Josh, I mean, dude, you brought it up and it's such a great point. If they would have won that game, it literally the same exact thing would have had to happen, right? right? Right. You got to run the table still. You still got to run the table. You lose one of those games, you're out. So, right, because had we beaten Iowa, it's but then lost like at Ohio State. It's like, oh well, you lost to Ohio State, so you're not getting in. Right. Yep. Exactly. So it's a great point. It sucks that I mean, we lost, but hopefully we make it to an epic, epic Penn State Michigan showdown. Wow, what what a podcast that'll be! We might have to have a separate episode just guys, to break. You guys that could down. do a live stream, maybe. There you go. Content on Twitter, maybe that'd be great. <laughs> Does Periscope still exist? Do they still have Periscope? Figure it out. All right. That'll do it for week seven. We'll be back again for week eight. Keep an eye on the Twitter account. That's where we'll post uh, as soon as we get the picks locked up and all the lines finalized. But looking forward to bouncing back, getting back on that 5-0 train and cashing the ticket. Good luck this weekend on all your college football bets. We'll see you next week on Parlor Championship Podcast.